every time I say that, it just fucking. <laughs> Fuck me, I'm amazing. <laughs> <laughs> How's that country you're saying? I haven't got cancer. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me, I'm amazing. <laughs> And every time Don't I see, every time, I, <laughs> every time I see that light skin guy, I was like, "Yeah, bring your cake to the war, fam!" Like every time I fucking see him. <laughs> oh. I saw a bit where he's just, just milling about in the in the foreground, but in the background, you go, bitch, um, just... yeah, he walks <laughs> into the room singing his own theme song. Oh, funny. I wonder, I wonder what would happen if Idris Elba ever agreed to come on. We would just play that over and over again and make him say drink it. Yeah. He would he would hate us because like, okay, can you say this? Alright, tons of mice, get it. Okay, can you say this? Uh, uh, I'm a god. I'm a god. It's Idris. Idris. Idris Elba. He's one of the like cool celebrity dudes though, so I would be I'm like, man, you are awesome. Let's get a let's have let's have a pint. I'd yeah. want to I'd, I'd go out for a night on the town with Idris. Oh, that would be shit. that'd be great fun. He'd be like, right, I'm getting on the decks. This music shit. <laughs> <laughs> What's this? You got Serato. Shit. <laughs> What's this? Ambient trance. This is shit. Let's put some Gary John. <laughs> Introduce you to my two friends, oh. drum and bass. <laughs> oh, oh, that's really bad, dude. All right, where's the switch for the break beats? Yeah, and I'm, and I'm, switch and I'm pretty, oh, that's funny. And I'm pretty, pretty sure Craig David will pop up. Yeah, he'd be cool. Yeah, I should have a night on the town with me no, and my friends. No, Craig David would would be on for about three and a half minutes, and then he would go like, "I'm walking away." Oh uh, shit, that was him. Yeah. Yeah. Of his debut album, "Born to Do It," track seven, I believe. My fill me in was my joint. Like, how yeah. the fuck did you become the Rain Man or Craig David albums, dude? No, I think. Oh. Oh, what was the name of it? Oh, well, I can look. Oh, yeah. And if you guys know in the chat, please help us. Craig, David. Okay, there he is. Born to do it from two thousand. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. It is track seven. Fucking Wayne Maker. I told you, he's fucking Craig David Rainman. Like, <laughs> why don't you use your, you know? Why don't use my powers for good? For goodliness. <laughs> like, if you're a fucking savant, why did it have to be Craig David? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think I don't think that's how savantism works. I don't think you just get like a little like little cue card and you're like, oh, I'll take math. Um, I want perfect pitch. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I can't believe I remembered that from God. That's really good recall from someone who's got such a shit memory. You know what that is? That's the trauma that we all had to go through with those shitty CD boomboxes from the early aughts. 
and or in yeah. the car where that's all you saw on the screen the whole time was seven. Yeah, uh, no, do you know what it is? It's like you know when you're in the car and you're driving and you need to change the track and you have to do it manually and you have to count because you know it's like track seventy like, like, Boom. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you just you, you gotta keep your eye on the roads. You just kind of yeah. You remember the old um, analog phones with the texting? Oh, you're talking about T nine. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking about a Nokia 330s. Right, 30, 30, 30, 30, 32 tens and then 32 tens. tens. But the, the T9 32 ten was the, was the one with uh, the grey one. Yeah, which the one was the first one without the like retractable an aerial. Yeah, that that yeah. was the thing. It's not got an aerial. Fuck about. <laughs> <laughs> I remember my first cell phone was a Philips Fizz. That thing weighed like two tons and it ran on diesel. You like, yeah, you had to shovel coal into it. Yeah, I, I, I was going to make a phone call, you know, and I'm standing there. And yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus God. Christ. And you had like, it was like the signals out of that, like, it Wayne. gave you brain cancer. What? Wayne. Yeah. Is your mic on? Yeah. Sounds weird. Yeah, but I go to your cam mix settings because yeah. I was going to say that earlier. Yeah, I think I don't think it's on, using it. I think you're using an eternal one. All right, let me. Um, it's not. It's it's not as velvety as it normally normally. Uh, I'm missing cam mix uh, audio. Uh, right, right, no, 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 no. You're you're right. Where's the velvet? Bring on the velvet. It's plugged in. I don't know why it's not. Is it not showing up at all? No. Did you break another microphone, man? Oh, no, it's, defi it's definitely on. Un unplug it and plug it in again. Here we go. Here we go. Here we almost had a good show. Yeah. There we go. I've got a noise. Oh. Set blue microphones. Oh. Listen to that. Hello, Wayne Maker. Oh, I'm back. Listen to the velvet. I was missing the velvet. Did you plug it in? <laughs> no. No. This is what I do with my Thursdays now. Oh, that was like audio chocolate in your ears. It was, it was yeah, something brown. It was something, but it was something not chocolate. Brown and liquidy, but not chocolate. Was it dihoria? I, I, I feel dihoria. violated. Uh, you're welcome. Yeah. Well, so, um, welcome to the Bin Podcast, everyone. I'm back. He is back. You're welcome mm -hmm. back. Did you leave? So, uh, I don't know. Did he? Audio-wise, I left. Ah, okay. Well, well. well the the, uh, the viewers have spiked now that your mic is fixed. So, thank you for fixing that. Not just the viewers. The listeners as well. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Welcome, welcome to binharbor.com. Okay, but we, we have to do... Uh, before, we, before we move on, we have to do two, two things. Uh, first of all, uh, gentlemen... Welcome to back to Binstay. What are we drinking, Mikey? Oh, mystery! A, cact a cactus, right here. No, you guys can't. 
Right here. My, my, Mikey is drinking John Cena juice. <laughs> and now he's missing. You can't see me. My time is now. Now. No, he's missing half a head. Yeah, he's always been missing half a head, but my sex life is none of your business. What? Oh, that head. <laughs> oh. And if we that wanted was, to look, uh, look that was last my... week's after show, I have to. And if you wanted to look at your sex life, Wait. All right. Uh, wait, um, what we have it? Uh, wait, wait, let me uh, guess. Let me guess. Let me guess. Raz. No, 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 no. I got this. I got this. Cab sat. Oh, 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 oh. Now, this this is interesting. Is it a Shiraz cab sav? If that's the case, I'm throwing my microphone across the room. <laughs> You're both right. Oh, son of a bitch! <laughs> there you go. It's Shiraz Carbonier. There you go. Ah. All right, Mikey. Together, we are actually almost an in a complete person. Yeah, there you go. Get that uh, down your neck. Well done, everybody. My beauties. Drink it. Um, Drink it. And I'm switching to wine. <laughs> look, at that, look at that transition. What a fucking goblin. He like chugs a Dosakis and he says, oh, red wine, please. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> but what we don't know, on, on Jartan Sandstage, you just got a little um little conveyor belt of drinks just going around. Hmm. No, I'm going to let the gin trolley go on down the track this time. I'm not really feeling it. <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll wait till the, uh, the the coffee comes around. <laughs> Psych. Uh, psych. <laughs> it just starts pour. All that happens is like each little train car, he just pours it into the next cup. Says, That'll do. <laughs> That's about eight cups. Yeah, wait for the caboose. <laughs> it's just like a line of shots of the train car. Ugh. Wow. I look at him with that t-shirt on. Addicted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good work, right, lads? Where are we going? Addicted to no, 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 what? no, no, no. I had two ink. That, mm. that looks like a D, and then like a cur. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? It doesn't look. It doesn't look like that way. It looks like. Um, a, yeah, I, I, I wasn't. Gonna, I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> Let's just keep, keep it folded up. Just. It, see, it's like a D, mm. like a curse of yeah. <laughs> a curse yep. of D and I, then a C, then a K. Fuck you guys. Uh, <laughs> That's what your shirt says. It, it looks like you want to. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, you guys see my shirt? You see my sh you see my shirt? You see it? Do you see my shirt? You I've got see a bit of a belly, Mike. and it's right up here by my belly. Mikey, Mikey, so Mikey, he's doing a subliminal on us. Oh, next, next, next week, he's going to have a shirt that says, don't try to have sex with me. Just to try. <laughs> Jesus. That's getting better than this. All right. Uh, the Norwegian thing. bib. Now we have uh, established the fact that I'm addicted to dick. Uh, we, we, oh, um, we have the perfect website for you. <laughs> yes, we do. We do. But we do have to talk about Wayne's town lights before we move to more serious stuff. Well, they, they... Ooh, buddy. Like, oh, why don't you but... just wear those tank tops when you're out in the sun? 
Yeah, I, I get it. Be- because I'm a professional and I have to wear like my proper work uniform whilst I'm doing my job of work. Yeah, but it looks like you're having a white tee on now, dude. Yeah, I know. I would say... This, 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 this is the curse of being mixed race, okay? So you're never one thing or t'other. <laughs> you're all of it at the same time. So there you go. Deal with it, I'm people. Just, See, Mikey, Mikey, Mikey blacker than the average. I, mean, I got mine. I got mine too, but uh, I got to keep the same yep. level of shirt throughout. Yours ain't as, yours ain't as severe as mine, though. Uh, it might be. <laughs> um, this is really good for the audio listener. My uh, yeah, I, I, my yellow underbelly. I'm looking, and yes, I'm still white. Well, I mean, uh, to be fair, what sort of squiggles on you? I mean, I mean, to be fair, are Jartan? Are you? This isn't me being funny. Oh, here we Aren't go. you guys gonna have like soup? Don't you guys have like super long summers or super short summers? Because you're so far up north. Like I know your yeah. your daylight gets all weird. How is it in yeah. the summertime? So we basically the sun don't set. Mm. Oh yeah, because then at, in winter it's like dark for yeah. fucking mm-hmm. months. In in the in the summertime, you can get a little. You can get a like a three section stepladder and you can touch the sun from, from Sweden. It's that close. <laughs> yeah. Oh, elephant. How are so, you? Yeah. Uh, uh, and tons of mice. Enjoy your haircut. Tell them to uh, fade you up real nice. Some cool, get, get your name cut into the back. That's what all the cool kids are doing. Um, and also a little bit of housekeeping. Without, let me hold it the right way so I don't dox anybody. Um, we have sticker packages that are going in the mailbox today. So um, if you are a Patreon supporter, thank you so much. And make sure that you either send us a message or try to update your shipping address on, um, on Patreon. Um, even my girl said she was having problems trying to update her address because I have like a little tracker that shows me everybody's information. No one's shipping address is posting. So even if you changed it, it's not broadcasting to us. So just uh, do me a favor and just send it to me in a message. Just send a mess, uh, a Patreon message right to us or just hit us up on Twitter or something like that. And that way I can send them out. Or if you can go into my DMs and put your bank account number, sort code, and the last three digits on the back of your card, that'd be fine. I'll be able to send them that way. <laughs> Wayne doesn't have the stickers. So don't do that. <laughs> I do have the stickers. I have loads of them. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. You're the. You're. Are you the English? Um, the English oh, distribution I have hub. Of stickers. Yeah. No, he's not. I. <laughs> I'm some sort of hub. Boom! 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 Chicka! Wow! All right. Oh hi, cat. Oh, cat! You beautiful soul, you. My cat, my friend Cat from school. Hi, I Cat. I haven't talked to her from uh, All right, cat guys. Uh, Should we, we get into the meat of stuff? Yes, we do have to move on. We've been talking for 17 minutes about absolutely fuck all. We solved many of life's problems already. Hands, dicks, mail. What else is mm-hmm. there? Oh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. 
Uh, You're welcome, so Earth. Thanks yeah. So thanks for watching the pin podcast. Um, <laughs> see you next week. We'll, <laughs> see you next week. Bye. Yeah. And with that, everyone, back to the studio. <laughs> no, come on, right, no, right, lads, we, we have we have fucked about for a bit, so let's, let's get into it. Before, before today's topic is a bit heavy, um, so I'm gonna get one more joke in there. Can we have a series Mikey of? Famine. Can we have a series of? Meanwhile, and <laughs> what could, could be worse? Like, can we have our own Top Gear phrases? I want some Top Gear phrases. <laughs> uh, oh, you know what I mean? Like, because yeah. it's so iconic. I don't want to use theirs, but I feel like if we start one now, in thirty years, it'll be great. But we gotta lay the groundwork. We gotta lay down the tracks for this for this joke to fucking succeed. Well, you need you need to name your car, and then when your car dies, you need to scream like Richard Hammond losing his car. I already first. Oh Jesus! Who does? You, you okay, name okay. your cars. Who does? Okay. In the chat, let me know right now. Do you guys name your vehicles? I have named all of my cars. Wow. It's important. <laughs> it is. <laughs> No, 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 no. Okay, I know we need to get into the heavy stuff. <laughs> What's the name of the mini? Jartan is literally disgusted. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I literally, yeah. Was... What's the name of the mini? You want to venture a couple guesses? I'll give both of you two guesses. Um. Oh wait, 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 wait. It's a 2005. Um. So mm -hmm. it's the one with the supercharger, and it's gunmetal, and it's got sunroof. I know you oh. said such pictures. Is it James? <laughs> no. <laughs> is it? Uh, is it Hammond? <laughs> the little hamster. <laughs> no, if I bought a Kia Soul, I would definitely name it Hammond <laughs> or Richard. Uh, no. Two right, fans. Uh, small person. That's fine. Oh wait, 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 wait. Let me let me give you a hint. You both did a guess. You're you're playing the game. Let me help. Okay. It is um a recent Star Wars show. It's the Mandalorian for fuck's sake, Mando. Mando. His name is no, Mando. You did not call your mini yes. Mando. I'm gonna get the I'm gonna get the the Mandalorian seal. I'm gonna put the little vinyl on the back window. It's Mando. He's great. <laughs> He's not. He's oh. not a. He's not a Jedi. Not a V six. But he's a Mandalorian. He gets shit done. This is the way. This is the. <laughs> oh, I should okay. get that. For, uh, I should uh, get that for a vanity plate. Okay, so this. No, no, you're not. No, this no, 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 no. D way. Yes, D I S D way. Uh. Are we are we having an online intervention right now? Yeah, I think. What's so. wrong with naming your cars? Okay, no, 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 no. Okay, so okay, I, I can accept Mando for the mini. What's the name of the Mitsubishi SUV? You you guys would never guess it. It's an anime character. A Guyver. Not not. The first anime character. <laughs> Fist of the North Star. <laughs> His name's Akira. 
ghost in the shell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, these, these are some deep cuts that people are not going to get. <laughs> some okay, of my so friends are here. They'll get it. So, yeah. so is the name of your Mitsubishi Acura? No, no, no. It's uh, it's Zetsu. It's a character from Naruto. Oh, okay. Oh, speaking of Naruto, none of that means anything to me. But that's that's why I didn't make you guys guess that one. You would have never got it. Right. Um, Naruto. Yeah. Naruto. Naruto. Yes. That is exactly how Florence walks. She puts the arms back. And... <laughs> she's she's ready for speed. That's what that is. She can't, gonna, gonna, she can't gonna, be bothered. I'm going to send it in the private chat. <laughs> that is exactly how she she just sits there. She'll stand up and then go, arms back. All right, where are we going now? All right. Look, when, you, now. when you're running hundreds of miles an hour, like Florence <laughs> and the characters from this ninja village do, you can't be bothered trying to fight the wind to keep your arms up. Just let them flail behind you. Yeah. It's streamlined. It saves you time. Because the thing is, Sienna's a massive anime mark. Right? I bought her a book for Christmas, How to Draw Anime, and she's all over it. That's she's awesome. And um, yeah, so she told me about Naruto running. And I was like, oh, would you know? Look, look, this is, this is one of her little drawings that she did. Oh my god, that's so good! <laughs> <laughs> and um, that's proper good. And then, and then all of a sudden, Florence starts doing it. So she's like, "Hang on a minute, she's stealing my gimmick." <laughs> Dad, look at Florence. What's she doing? Naruto running. And I was like, oh, "Do you know what? I didn't even notice." But yeah, she's straight up, arms back. Do you do you remember when like they had like I forget what the date was, but it was like a couple of years ago where everyone in America was gonna storm Area Fifty One. Yes, and there was gonna be like yeah. ten thousand Naruto runners. And there was there was that geezer. There was there, there, there was, was um, one dude in the background. <laughs> that was so good. Um, like a, hi, this is uh, Chip Johnson reporting from the scene, and I see that there there hasn't really been a lot of people showing up for the. And the homeboy was just made the most epic fucking. But I'm, didn't Alex Jones cover that? I don't know. What? I, I can't. I can't be bothered to, to listen to his content. Yeah, you got a lot oh. of background noise, Artem. What's going on, man? You all right? Sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. I was like. Yeah, I, you have an earthquake? What's going? <laughs> no, 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 no. Just, choo, 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 choo. I've got a lot of chains on my, my on my uh, pants, and they got stuck in my chair. Oh, I was okay, say, okay. Mate. I'm the bad guy for naming my cards. You're still wearing a fucking wallet chain. Oh, no, get wallet the... chain, a keychain. Wow, I didn't know. I didn't know we were doing a podcast with Fred Durst. <laughs> <laughs> now I know why you want to hate me. <laughs> We gotta get you a red hat. <laughs> because hate is all the world has even seen lately. Yeah, yeah. Is, is that yeah. the phrase? Wow. Give me something to break. Looking at us. <laughs> yeah. I'm no, not gonna... Yeah, that was that break stuff song, right? I used to love me like two songs off of some off Limp Biscuit, And even to this day, if I got the subs cooking just right, it's a nice enough day that the windows are down. Mm. Give me something to break. Might get a couple of spins on the radio. Hey. But you say that you, what, uh, you 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 pair his love of uh, Limp Biscuit and his look. You've got old school American badass Undertaker right there, pulling up on the uh, Harley Davidson, raising the fist. Jartan, Undertaker. Oh, uh, but confirmed. I, but see, you're doing this like 
like you are a fan 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 of wrestling i was just a fan as soon as he went for like the all-american badass thing i was like no that's stone cold's thing you're supposed to be undead this weird where's where's uh 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 what's his name uh paul bearer like, Paul Bearer. You and Paul Bearer with the, ooh, the spooky voice. And he's carrying in an urn all the time. That's your gimmick. Now you're out here on choppers. Your brother doesn't wear a mask anymore. What is this? It's like when, it's like, it's like when Breaking Bad stopped being about zombies and started being about who loves who. I was like, I can't be Breaking Bad? Breaking Bad? Oh, 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 Walking Dead. Walking Dead. Walking Dead. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Now, whoa. Now, hold on now. What, Did that, they redo Breaking Bad with that, zombies? Your, yeah, was that your show on the website that you manage? Um, I'm just saying, maybe they should have put some meth into uh, Walking Dead and it wouldn't be so fucking dreadful after season three. Just saying. I had to uh, give no. up on it. There was no, no zombies anymore. I gave up on Walking Dead because I, re- I figured out their gimmick. What they do is they find people, they have to find a sanctuary. They find a sanctuary where they finally can, you know, rest and recuperate. And then that sanctuary gets compromised. Then season two happens and they do the same thing again. And then season three happens and they do the same thing again. There you go. That's The Walking Dead in a nutshell. Yeah. I, I had to give up on that place. Like when, yeah, when, no. they, when they go into the, the prison, right? And they're like, you're in a prison. You're safe as fuck. You're in a prison. Oh, but the baddies turn up with a tank. Oh, this from Simply Secular Dave in the chat. If a meth addict turned into a zombie, how would you tell? See, that I think the, I think the Walking Dead, Breaking Bad, Walking, Walking walk, Bad. Walking walk walk meth. Oh, you can't put meth in the name. It's got to be Breaking, mm-hmm. Breaking, breaking de- Meth. Breaking Dead. Breaking down. And then you just see, a, and you just see like a bald zombie just selling, just selling like human kidneys to other zombies out of an old RV. Here's a thing. A Winnebago. <laughs> you know, you, you know, like say yeah. my name. <laughs> In The Walking Dead, the, the zombies' heads are made of styrofoam. What about if you did do a crossover and you got zombies hooked on meth? How would that work? Yeah, so, so I now think, the zombies I want the that, drugs. Yeah, but mm. I think that the World War C people got something right here. I don't think that in such a situation, you know, the only people left in the world would be the fucking meth addicts. Mm-hmm. Like, because the zombies would just go like, oh, you're one of us. And just move the fuck off. They'll never bite them. Or the, or the... No, zombie dude! <laughs> zombie, I love the cranberries. Yeah, we'll have stoners, hippies. And... You, you've, got less fingers than, you've got less fingers than me, man. <laughs> they would just look at him like, I will eat someone else. I'll find something else. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm good. This dude's this dude's got mushrooms up to here. I'm not eating that. I'm a zombie, but I still care about my body. It's a temple. It's a zombie, <laughs> zombie pride. I'm not gonna just eat garbage. <laughs> oh, come on. 
Megan is just oh, absolute, Jesus. absolute trash. Right, oh. should, should we actually get into the meat of uh, today's show? Oh, I needed a good giggle because it's a it's a bit of a heavier a heavier topic. So yeah, well, Mikey, you, you wanna you wanna take the lead on this because this is uh this is massively in your wheelhouse. Yeah, I will. I will um share. You want me to? Pull, I will you want share... me to pull up? Not yet. Not yet. Um. Okay. Well, we'll tell everyone we're talking about, then we'll do it. Um, so we're um, on the 31st of May was the 100 year anniversary of the Tulsa race massacre. Um, and I have a little thing you're written here, so I'm just going to keep looking down and I'm going to be reading this guy. Um, so Tulsa 1921 uh, Greenwood um, was and is a neighborhood in Tulsa, Oklahoma. You guys know where Oklahoma is. Tulsa is like one of I think outside of Oklahoma City, it's the largest city in the state, right smack dab in the middle of the country. Um, uh, and it was coined the name by Booker T. Washington, uh, Black Wall Street, um, and was the gem of African American entrepreneurship. And to speak on that, there in this 15 square block radius, there was 300 black owned businesses, which is insane, especially since this is, um, what year was this? 1921. There was 300 black-owned businesses at the height of Jim Crow. So it was literally like an oasis for black business owners to live, work. They had um, doctors, banks, lawyers, electricians, you name it. There was a black one of it, and they all migrated and focused um, um, their towns into this, this small city, this little neighborhood. Um, the trouble began, um, uh, two lovers sparked hell on earth in a, oh, God, this fucking racket book. I gotta, I gotta fix my handwriting. So it sparked an event that we've never really seen on American soil. And while the two were in love, according to oral history, the court decided that the young black man was guilty of attacking this young lady. Two kids, kids, loosely. One's 19, the guy's 19, the girl's 17. Um, the girl is heard screaming in an elevator and left, ran out of the elevator. And what the family has reported is that they actually knew each other very well. They were kind of in a relationship, but I, I have to put that with a sprinkle some allegedly on it because this is what the family is saying after the fact. I don't know. There's no, been no interviews of the man himself. <clears throat> um, so, uh, yeah, the black man was found uh, guilty of attacking this young lady. Uh, as the lynch mob gathered outside the courthouse, that was a thing. Um, a small band of black citizens went down themselves to ensure the young man's safety. Now we're talking thousands of white people out there saying, um, we're not going to have no, no black N-word. dude, no N-word uh, attacking and raping our girls. So they showed up in force to lynch him to show everybody else that that's not going to happen here. Um, uh, to ensure the young man's safety. Uh, words were exchanged. And as a white man tried to take a black man's gun, hell was unleashed. 
If you want to start pulling some of the pictures now, Zertan, while I, while I read the next part. So 35 square blocks were destroyed. 10,000 people um, were made homeless. And uh, 1,256 homes were gone in 18 hours on American soil. Uh, the death toll, um, luckily, isn't higher than, or just remove yourself from the meeting. That's cool, Jartan. Um, estimates are uh, the death toll is from 37 to 300. Um, I'll get into it later, but a lot of people just went missing and were never found again. There he is. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. No, uh, the entire fucking thing. Can you post the link again? The entire fucking thing just... it's, it's still in chat. I can, I can. It's probably. Oh, I, can't. It's, I got it. I got it. I got it. I got okay. it. Sorry, my bad. Yeah. So like, uh, like I, I'm pretty sure city blocks are the same size everywhere. We we don't have blocks over here. If I'm honest. So I think a block is about a quarter mile. Okay. And. What ended up happening was um, they used bombs, torches, fists, and hate to destroy all of this in 18 hours. Now, there were guys in planes flown from a private airport dropping fire bombs on these homes. Because this was like an almost exclusively black area. And they just blew it all up. And burned it all down. And just, just destroyed everything. Um, in 2001, we're jumping up a lot. Um, G.T. Bynum uh, was the first mayor. Uh, cute little white guy. Uh, was the first mayor to start searching for and extracting the mass graves. Uh, that checkered throughout the area. Um, and I think so far they found like, I think it was like 12 or 15 just unmarked coffins just in a lot somewhere that, you know, like they do like the preliminary dig do the radar scan and they find boxes or whatever, but they're, they still haven't found all the people that were just buried randomly. Um, churches, homes, schools, no place was safe or sacred or spared. Um, I think it's it's one of the AME churches it is still standing today and in, the, in their basement they have kept it's a modern looking building now but they kept one of the original walls um that was hit by one of the fire bombs and it was still charred glass from them shutting it after they uh let people in Uh interrupt me whenever you feel like man Um no I'm <clears throat> I'm I'm just letting you wax lyrical man because this is this is something um, as a as a British guy that's not part of of, of my history. So this is this yeah. is this is an education for me. So I, I don't want to yeah. jump in when I, I don't know. So I'm not going to sit here and try and uh, you know. Oh, what about this? What about that? I'm just I'm just learning. I'm sitting under your learning tree. <laughs> uh, no, conquer's falling on me head. 
Uh, to this day, no one has been arrested, tried, or convicted in the Tulsa race massacre. Mm. Um, but, to, but there were several black men who were tried for inciting the riot in the first place. Mm. Um, do, you, do you say um, anything in modern day that, that, that is reflective of what happened back then in Tulsa? Absolutely, because we're about to get into the second part. So this is 1921. They completely devastated the city. Um, mm -hmm. they, they destroyed Greenwood, just destroyed it. Um, they rebuilt it. Yeah. Not, not quite up to its former glory, but they rebuilt it. And it was, and it was getting back to where it was. Um, so do you, do you feel that as a, a symbolic gesture, it was kind of like, um, we told you, you can't have this. Um, so the fact that they've recreated, or, well, tried to recreate the former glory of that particular area, and people have come in and said, no, we told you, you can't do it. Yeah. We're fucking it up. End off. Is that, is that an accurate summation or... <laughs> Well, they, they use different terms. I go on. Yeah. Um, the Urban Renewal, also named the Nigger Removal Act, came through in the 1960s and 70s and split the revived Black Wall Street um, in half. They, like, think of your favorite neighborhood growing up and if they ran an interstate with four or eight lanes right through the middle of it. Mm. Claiming eminent domain. City's got to grow. City's got to grow. We have to have a highway. Sorry that the highway has to go right through the middle of your little town. Apologies. For mm. um, and they claim uh, the city ran an overpass right through the middle of the neighborhood, displacing over 100 businesses. The 100 to replace the 300 that had already been destroyed. So the bombing was probably too extreme. So let's just put a highway up in the middle of it instead. That that got rid of a third of them. Oh, okay. So it's the it's the same tactics but different methods. Hmm? Right. Okay. So instead of it being a um, stab in the front, it's a stab in the back with a with a with a cuddle. Well, you can't just full-on assault people. People will notice that you're assaulting people. And mm. what you do is you just say, you know, I got to really put, the, I got to really expand the highway right here. I really got to do it. Like, I got to just break down the lanes on this side where it's in just grass and then move it over 15 feet. Yeah. So that I have to get rid of all of you. So, in in a way, still kind of saying that, you are second-class citizens, but doing it under the guise of progress and um, the city we're needs, making the city, the, city just needs a, the city just needs a bigger highway. Mm. I, it just and and the thing is, it's, it's not like the there was like exits in there. No, it just went over right through. So they have mm. to dig up all that stuff and put in the concrete pillars and the whole nine yards. 
It it had it had nothing to do with expanding the city. It had everything no. to do with displacing those businesses. I think the thing the thing for me, um, again as a as a non-white English gozer, hearing all these stories because I mean the thing is your your country was founded on the backs of so many injustices yeah. um, that it's it's mad to think like we're in in comparison we're pretty chill over here when it comes to race in comparison to America. i'm not saying we've got we've got everything sorted by a long fucking chalk no chance but what i'm saying is <clears throat> um the issues we have over here do not involve killings they don't involve shootings and and lynchings and all that kind of thing the things that we have over here are governments trying to deport people that were invited over here people of my grandparents generation that were invited over here post second world war to rebuild the country but then they weren't granted proper citizenship right. and then were told no you need to do one you, you don't belong here people people have died um over here that were told that they weren't a, a, a british citizen um you you don't belong. You you're, you're not welcome. Even though they lived here for fifty years or so. Um, what does that matter? Me. What does that matter? Yeah. <laughs> Who cares yeah, if you've so, lived here your whole life? You don't belong here. Exactly. So we've got we've got a a similar outlook, but a totally different um, scale. In the sense of people are just told to leave, whereas you have people getting killed, businesses blown up and, you know, uh, government infrastructure saying, nah, you can't be here anymore, that kind of thing. So it's it's, it's really hard for, for, for me to sort of comprehend that because of the, the my lived experience. I'm not taking anything away from yeah. from yours. or tr I'm, yeah. I'm just saying it's, it's, it's just different. And I've told you many a time, like, it's, it's an eye-opener to talk to yourself or Cortez about the experience that you have over in America because it's 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 mad. I'll look at and go, what? <laughs> this is, it, this is it, crazy. It gets worse. Cause, cause <laughs> Tell <think>, me more. <laughs> I think I think this is the worst part of it. Um, you may not have heard of the massacre in Tulsa, but that is intentional. It was purged from the history books of Tulsa. And some family members didn't learn about what happened to their um, ancestors until they were adults. So if you lived in Tulsa, like you grew up in Tulsa, you would imagine that this would just be like national, like, like city lore. Like, oh, that's the building where like, like in Chicago, like there's like the, oh, the great Chicago fire. Everybody kind of knows about it. It's a thing that we're all familiar with. And, um, O'Leary's cow kicked over a lantern and lit on the foot. Like we all know this stuff. A year at, or two years after this was the largest Klan rally in American history. Also. Whoa, buddy. Whoa. Um, give me a, I muted you for a second. Give me an F5. You sound crazy crazy right now you sound like fucking, fucking dalek <laughs> fucking uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Sounds like fucking what's it called? Fucking uh, Megatron. Um, no, I'm one with Dalek, man. Come on. Fair enough. No, no, no. Um. So what? So what? What was he done? I, he broke it. Um, you weren't allowed to talk about it, and the elders. I watched like probably an hour or so of interviews with people, and say something. Say something. Cool. There you go. Um, they were they were asked by their grandchildren who. Thank you, sir. They were asked by their grandchildren, "Why didn't you tell us this? Like, why didn't you tell us what happened?" She's like. If I would have told you that, they would have came for me. Hmm. If you would have went around spreading stuff that I told you, they would have came for me. And they would have done it to us. Not to the whole city, but they would have done it to us. They just didn't talk about it. it like I said, it wasn't until 2001 that they started trying to find and exhume these mass graves of people who were just randomly buried in places. Because there was just piles of dead bodies. Um... There is a modern put. Oh, and one more thing about that. Um, so you people might be wondering why didn't the police step in and <laughs> and and help these American taxpaying citizens who were clearly under assault? Um, well, I wonder. They the police in Tulsa deputized racists. They deputized murderers. And made them temporary sheriffs or, um, you know what I'm saying, like um, deputies. Mm. They already had, they let them use their own guns and they let them just come in and do whatever they wanted to. So basically state san state sanctioned vigilantes. And, and, and on top of that, they gathered all the people who were fleeing this obvious murderous mob. They said, everyone go to the convention center. And they arrested them and they detained them and they wouldn't let them leave. Meanwhile, my house is burning down. When the fire department came to put the fires out, deputies of the sheriff with guns said, you're gonna let it burn or we're gonna shoot you. And the fire department left. I'm going to tell you just how oblivious you I was to this entire thing, because when you said you wanted to talk about the Tulsa race massacre, I uh, actually thought there was a race, you know, like a motorsports event or a contest, <laughs> a contest of some sort where there was a massacre. Evidently I had, not. I, I had never heard of it until you brought it up uh, at, uh, two weeks ago. Yeah. Yep. Same. Yep. Same. And 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 it's the 100 year anniversary of it. So I think yeah. I have a platform now. I probably should have did it last year. I talked about it with a couple people last year and did a couple like posts and stuff like that. But I didn't. I didn't make a, a point of making it aware to people. Because I think it explains a lot of other things. I got two more, two more little short paragraphs, and then I'm and I'm done, and we can discuss. Yeah, um, go on. Um, there is a modern push for reparations to restore the families who lost everything. 
and there's um there's a pastor who is the pastor of that AME church that still has that wall that's standing, and he's out there with a bullhorn every day with reparations now, but not to not tomorrow, not two days from now, now, not a week from now, now. Like he's very he's very charismatic, um, a good-hearted man I assume, um, but. As much as I feel like it should totally happen, where this is a well-documented case of people literally being bombed out of their houses by dudes and crop dusters on American soil, and the government did nothing. The government sat back and did nothing. The police did not protect. The police armed the people who were assaulting them. And when they were seeking refuge and shelter, they locked them in there and detained them so that they could not even protect their property. Their homes were burning down. Their businesses, their everything was being destroyed right before their eyes and the government told them, don't go out there. Because if you go out there, then the guys that I empower to kill you will kill you. And um, uh, last little note here, generational wealth, generational wealth is a part of the black American story. Keeping it is the ongoing battle. So when people tell me to go back to Africa and people tell me to da 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 da, I know they don't know about this. I know that they don't know that Greenwood was one of several cities that had black hubs of entrepreneurship that were obliterated by the Klan, that were obliterated by racist politicians, that it, this, is not a, this isn't a one-off. Tulsa was the big one. Tulsa was mm -hmm. the main one. That was that, 300 black-owned businesses to have your own borough essentially in oklahoma of all places it would it was unheard of in 21. so when i hear about you know these protesters they just destroying stuff and that's it this all falls on deaf ears uh -huh. you don't even know your history this isn't a fucking drop in the oh starbucks lost five windows and now they're violent protesters, they're rioters. Okay, cool. Tell me about your take on Tulsa. And they have nothing for me. Well, well, tell me, no, no. You think that that's not fair and people shouldn't damage property. Tell me about your take on Tulsa. They don't even know what it is. No, but this is, this is the, the general consensus is um, the, the, the media will spin it in a way that these people are violent protesters and they're they're losing the public, uh, the public's, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Approval because yeah. they're smashing stuff up. The thing is a lot of the people that are smashing stuff up are normally, um, agitators that the media can focus on to take away from the message that is being perpetuated by the actual genuine protesters. But if you focus on the violence, you can dismiss it and it will create a um, a public sort of uh, thought pattern of saying, oh, well, these people are just 
thugs. These people are just but, um, but violent it, people. But, just... it, but it's completely out of scale with yeah. actual domestic terror, with actual race riots, with actual massacre. Like it's completely out of scale with America's own history. So when I hear, oh, um, like even the, even the January 6th riots and that insurrection, that mm. pales in comparison to burning down 35 square blocks in 18 hours. Mm. Yeah. That's, it, right. it just, it just pay, like, this is like the worst attack on American soil that has ever happened. But do you not think that this comes down to the commercialization of information in the sense of, or oh, what's going to, what's going to sell best, what's going to get us the most eyeballs. And that, that I think is probably the biggest problem that we have today with today's media. Um, we need to gen up as much revenue as we possibly can. So what's going to appeal to the base or the biggest base and if you look at Fox News, which has got the most eyeballs on it, um, they need to they need to tickle their belly. They go, yeah. oh, look at this, look at this, look at this. And then when any other um, news source or independent media comes along and puts uh, some kind of alternative or maybe the, the genuine fact without a spin, they're called fake news. Right. So... So how do we how do we challenge this narrative without calling out the people that are perpetuating the propaganda? How do we do that? Because it's like you say about January sixth. January sixth was an insurrection. It was an attempt to bring down the democracy of the United States. But you look at the coverage of that compared to the BLM um, protests. Mm -hmm. of the previous year and and compare them tell me which one was more favorable right. in the, in the it, media so that depends a bit what I, like you're looking at mate yeah yeah but this is the thing but even the governmental response was completely different like yeah, dude, like, like 16 rent-a-cops versus the fucking national dude, guard right we all we all saw uh the hundreds of soldiers on the stairs of the Capitol uh, during BLM. We all saw the pictures, right? Yep. And we all saw a few brave police officers standing against a mob of tens of thousands of people on January 6th. Yes, I totally agree. We all we all saw it. Like, it was all on TV. Like, it was... I, I just didn't see the footage of the BLM supporters with with a literal gallows that they constructed on the Capitol yard. You know what I'm saying? Like, no. like as violent and dangerous as they were, they did not, like, they went to the fucking store and bought timber and lumber and wood and nails and screws. Or, or, zip, or, zip, or zip ties or pooing yeah, on no, the walls and... Yeah, but you all know, everybody knows my view on memes. I don't like them. Uh, but there was, but some, every now and then there's a good one. And there's this meme of uh, a police officer in like full tactical gear and over his shoulder, he's carrying, you know, that uh, black and blue flag, you know, the black American flag with a blue stripe on it. 
Yeah. Yeah. I've seen it. Yeah, I've seen it. That's yeah. the Blue Lives Matter flag. Carry yeah, your own flag. Like, yeah. And then he, he's carrying that over his shoulder and he's like full tactical gear. He's looking fierce on this photo. Is it like so if you're protecting the public and you're protecting, you know, the freedom of the country, maybe you shouldn't be carrying your own flag. Ah, yeah, okay. A point well point well taken. But that's the thing. The cops have always been like there's the bloods, the crips. GDs, the vice lords, and the cops. The cops have always been a gang in America. Always have been, yeah, always I mean, will be. It is a gang. It's, it's a, getting rich over it's, here it's, as well. It's just it's a gang that's sponsored by the government. It is a gang. Mm. They have a brotherhood. They have their own fraternity, union, yep. squad cars, uniforms. They fly the same colors. You know, like they are a gang by every sense of the word, and especially in the way that they act. And I, uh, bye, cat. See you later. I, uh, I also, uh, based on the history that you've had, uh, over the last 200, what, 78 years or something, uh, your, <clears throat> your law enforcement agency has not got a very good track record, uh, at all. Uh, and I, I've, I've said this so many times. I've said this so many times. This paramilitary force that you call your police force or sheriff's department is extremely weird to me. Uh, the whole riding outside of a big fucking suburban, you know, full tactical gear, going in like you're in, you know, I don't know. Fucking cobble. Yeah. Yeah. It, it it's it, it is very weird to me. And what is more worrisome is that the police force over here in Northern Europe are sort of seeing that and thinking it's cool, and then they start to get more tactical. Yeah. Yeah. They're I'll, carrying I'll, more. I would definitely second that. As in, yeah. um, there's more call for. Um, British police who are famously um, unarmed in general to be armed. But the thing is, when you have um, countries like Sweden and America, where gun gun laws or just gun ownership is by the by, I, I feel that's that's fair dues. But over here, we ain't we ain't got yeah. most mostly like farmers with shotguns, like shooting pheasants and rats and shit like that but like handguns boxes <clears throat> yeah we've, we got rid of handguns after done blame one shit one handgun shooting boom done we ain't having them anymore and and uh and, and if that's uh, hold on okay. one, one sec so i think me and cortez told the story uh me and cortez got tickets to a bulls game downtown chicago on the west side on madison uh united center where michael jordan and the the historic team played so we're going down there we get the tickets we go win bada ba bada ba when we're leaving the game just do, 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 just stationed around is fucking cops with ARs and there yeah. is just a bunch of little white kids like hey man you're so cool I love you we support you blah blah and they're high five and I'm like why are you engaging with these kids with the gun on you like that? Because he's just got it slung like such. And 
Why are there cops here with ARs in the first place? So this is the thing, Mikey. I'm like, we, I'm like, it's time to go. I'm done being in public for the day. Let when, me get in my car and leave. When we leave a football match, the most you'll see is some poor little scrote on minimum wage forming a line in high-vis. Yeah? Yeah. Or at worst, at the National Stadium, you'll see some police on horses. But that's the thing. They're <laughs> not it. But our police aren't in high-vis, right? They're in all black with, like, fucking, fucking extra magazines all over their bodies. Mm-hmm. And fuck, and it's like it's like I'm got not a big or clipping or clipping, clipping. And they got like seventeen pistols and an AR. It's like, what are you expecting that I should be ready for? Because if you need all that, maybe at least I should have a vest on. But they'll fucking, <laughs> but they'll arrest you if you fucking walk around in a bulletproof vest. And they're, but, they're... don't you think? But don't you think like their whole reasoning is like the condom theory? Yeah. What's the condom theory? Uh, I'll rather have one and not need it, or than need one and not have one. Hmm. And you're okay. saying so, so, so no, no. What, so what can I, I do that? I think that you're no, because you, because you, well, we, you know. <laughs> we have given the the monopoly on violence to police officers, right? The only ones who are legally allowed to administer violence uh, over here is. Is police. They have a monopoly on violence over here. I know that you have different laws, stand your ground laws and, and you know, self self-defense uh, or whatever. Self that's, self-defense. That's, that's but, only but in you, like that's only in a couple states, so that's not countrywide. No, 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 but what I'm saying is you know, if somebody broke into my house in Sweden, right? And I used unnecessary force on this person, mm-hmm. I would be sentenced for for uh assault absolutely i am not allowed to use more force than necessary and if i can uh, avoid using any you know force at all by locking myself in the bathroom or whatever and call the police that's what i should do i should not engage him at all right if i'm if i have a dog and somebody breaks into my house and the dog bites him i risk losing my dog Wow. Because you should, because you should always be in control of your and your animal within Swedish law at all times. Yeah. Right. Uh, Welcome to the civilized world, Mikey. Yeah. So I, I have no problem. And that's with these, why, with and these that's ideas. why I said on uh, on a couple of shows ago, like when people ask me, like if somebody broke into your house, what would you do? Like when we had the gun discussion about you getting a gun. Well, I'm just like you know, I'll get a lot easier off on a rape charge than you know a murder charge so i'll just do that then yikes um wow <laughs> that is not what you said previously that must have been someone else you were talking to because i'm pretty sure i would have had something to say um there's a handbrake son <laughs> yikes um but even still like i'm still at the at same least of- nobody will ever break into my house again I'm again. not. I'm not even going there with you. I'm just gonna Bravo. move right past again. it again. Again. <laughs> oh yikes! Um, wow. No, but, 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 no, no, but, but to get back to what we're talking about, uh, when it comes to the way that your the, the whole first of all the whole tactical thing is just weird to me. Why would you need like you know four laser sights, two flashlights, uh, a seven-inch fucking silencer, and 
yeah. I don't know, like, you know, a rifle scope on your sidearm. Like, why, why would you need that? Someone like, you can't, like... You, you can't even fucking lift the damn thing anymore. You, you, fucking 18-pound pistol. You yeah. clearly not played COD. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have uh, oh, uh, I have uh, dual desert uh, eagles uh, with suppressors. Yeah, I can totally yeah. hold that out for my arms for twelve minute match, just running like this. Yeah, yeah while uh, sprinting uh, uh, and, then, and then go prone, and then stand up. Yeah, stand up without stand up without using your hands. You just pop up. But, what, but, but wasn't that Myth, Mythbuster who did like a thing on that where they had like this one of the world's like most decorated soldiers and he was like super fucking fit and he won some tournament and then he asked him to carry all the shit that you know a character in the video game would carry through an obstacle course yeah not I, I didn't find that. That, looks, that looks hilarious if you think you're running around with an ak-47 and a barrett 50 cal on you the shit ain't going down like you think. No, but like they like they step an RPG seven on him. Oh, he yeah. had like an M sixty. He had his AR. He had like two oh. sidearms and like ten fucking grenades. Okay, if someone has if someone has all that in Call of Duty, they're fucking cheating. Mm. You only get one primary weapon and one secondary. This cheating ass. <laughs> I want to go off on a little tangent here. I yeah. want to talk about Res Resident Evil. Okay. So, so you'd have your red or your green herb, and you're supposed to carry around all your guns, your ammo, plus your pestle and mortar to smash up your herbs. <laughs> Get them down, yeah? Oh, and I'm instantly healed. What kind of fucked up universe is that? See, what you're, what you're forgetting about is a bag of holding or a pocket of holding. Oh. If you have one of those, problem solved. Yes, yeah. and, and he, Mary and Poppins used I, to take full-on fucking lamps. My, 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 my acid rounds, <laughs> my explosive all right, rounds. All right, we we have gone way off topic, but I don't mind because I also want to talk about how the fuck do all these guys who play video games go like it's not realistic, dude? You just got shot fifteen times. You just wipe the you know strawberry jam of your of your screen after fifteen seconds. You keep on running, and you complaining about realism because the parachutes open too fast like come the fuck on dude speaking speaking of which i'm making an executive decision we're all going to find whether it's on pc or whatever we're all going to start playing the new battlefield is it as good as it's battlefield <laughs> not the jordan spikes not Jordan Sparks oh. Battlefield. Oh. This I'm is... walking away. I've got my Spotify up. <laughs> the, the new Battlefield is going to be our streaming game. Okay. It's It's got something for everybody. It's going to be good, and we're all going to play it. Um, I'm on PS4, so that's as big as I can go. And yeah, uh, next week, by the way, I am going to do a Twitch stream where I show you all the Easter eggs of playing uh, Call of Duty Cold War Zombies. Boo, okay. zombies is boring. Not when you've spent about 100 hours trying to find every fucking Easter eggs in hey. what's supposed to be. Hey, uh, F, in, F in the chat if you want to see fucking Jartan 1v1 me in fucking Call of Duty. But, 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 but. Can we go full circle and 
Jartan, you show me the zombies on meth. Meth zombies. Meth zombie Easter eggs. I know what I'm decorating mine for next year. (laughs) All right. Can we move on? Yeah. Uh, Wayne, you kick us off. I got to run to the loo. Okay. Oh, um, I didn't didn't expect that that quick. Oh, wait, 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 wait. You're Brenna. Yeah, you're Brenna. Oh, hi. Look at me. <laughs> oh, wait, I'm wrong all... one. Right, where is it? There it is. There we go. Uh, hi, look at me. I'm all beautiful and oh. illustrious, and I can do curling and fly drones and stuff. Um, so what I'm doing right now is asking you to give us your money. Um, because... We would love to continue to do this for as long as we possibly can. And we can only do that with your help. So if you go to patreon.com forward slash the BIM podcast and enter your pledges, there are many tiers of pledges and there are many rewards for those pledges, but you won't find out until you pledge. So we would like to ask you, if you're in a position to do so, to help us support, So, sorry, excuse me help support the show by giving us some money and then we can continue to do this it's a labor of love we're i mean i'm sitting in my kitchen right um jartan sitting on the soundstage in orlando florida Uh, i mean sweden um and mikey needs a new green screen so if you wouldn't mind and if you can and if you're in a position to do so please Pledge some money towards the BIM podcast at patreon.com forward slash the BIM podcast. That's the mid roll. Well done. Just well, put me hang on, put me back to the normal thing. I'll do no. that. No, no, yeah. I don't like being, I don't, I don't like being the wrong. main. You're doing it wrong. Um, uh, oh, I don't know. There we go. They're still doing it wrong. <laughs> there we there go. There you go. We've been using number right. three from the left for a year and a half, man. Come on. Yeah, but I don't normally do the production stuff. I'm just kind of right. sitting here, freeballing it, chatting shit with you guys. So now that we've been, you know, talking to the crowd, maybe you should talk about the crowd there. Oh, oh, oh. I feel a, I feel a little bit sick from that segue. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, let's please talk about the Crowder. What has he done now? And oh. we are of course talking about Stephen Crowder. Stephen fucking Crowder. Yes. Right. Now, this is the thing. He is. I'll, I'll wait till Mikey gets back before I drop what I, I'm going to call him from now on. Um, Stephen no, Crowder. No, let's wait. Well, let's wait for Mikey. Yeah. Well, okay. okay. How, you do, how you doing, mate? You all right? Why are you wearing uh, the Muse shirt again? Uh, no, I've not. I've not worn this one on stream ever. <laughs> I know. You should oh. be wearing it a lot often. Your town lights would look better. 
I know. It's, it is. It is shocking. Uh, it is. Look at that. That is, that is proper fucking trailer trash. It, it's, it's like I've dipped my arms in Marmite. <laughs> it's got like. Right. Yeah. So we got uh, Stephen Crowder on the phone. Um, so what you got? Stephen Crowder. What you mean? Incelimus Prime. <laughs> Boom. That's where I'm going. He goes where he goes. <sighs> Big Driss Cumberbatch what? in the building. <clears throat> Say it. No, I'm fucking drinking it because I'm going Drink it. Right. So I do I, I do a thing of self torture by watching Cunts like um, Stephen Crowder, Alex Jones, Paul Joseph Watson. I ask you not um, to call him that. Yeah, all of the, all of these people. Well, I watch them because I need to know where people that oppose my views are getting their information from, so I can debunk it and and can combat it. And this week, um, Stephen Cunting Crowder <laughs> did a segment. Where he spoke about um, the constant threat of violence that men face. From men. you? From women. Oh, really? From women, yeah. So he showed these videos of um, big guys being assaulted by small females and them standing there and doing nothing. Now, wait, like, now, oh. Wayne, did those men go to the hospital for their broken bones? Um, or one did for, for, for lacerations because he was assaulted with some kind of stabby article. Um, but there was the one, the one that stuck in my, in my craw was there was a, a young lady. She must have been four foot six. And there was a big bouncer type guy. And she was slapping the crap out of him. And he was saying, see, this is the threat of violence that men face every single day. And I'm sitting there with my head in my hands. I was like, are you fucking serious? This is a thing. And to round it off, what he does to demonstrate the threat that men faced every single day is that men can't fight back because men are not allowed to hit women. So yeah, without derailing things. Yeah. And without without spoiling the broth. If someone's hitting me. Do I have to hit them? No. You can restrain. Or I can leave. Yeah, or you can just walk away. I'm just going to lay you, that little Easter egg you, in the background and we'll go you, forward. You, 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 you can track seven of Born to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm walking away. I walked away so from that girl on a Monday Didn't see her again till Tuesday What track was that, Wayne? Uh, that was number one That was um, Fill Me In Oh, I don't think that was number one I think that was number three. Oh no, no, no Fill Me In was uh, number one. Oh, he's still right God damn, he's good <laughs> Alright, well, hold on now I'm curious. Track, track, track three was seven days. Oh. Oh, was it not? Four. Oh, come on. One song out. So, Can't Be Messing Around. Can't, can't Be Messing Around is my favorite Craig David song of all time. That's number two. 
Number yeah. three is bum 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 bum. What's bum. number three? Come on. Uh, number three. Oh shit. Um, I think run, it was an album track. Run. Rendezvous. Yep. And after seven days is. Uh, I don't know. Follow it's me. And then last night, walking away. Time to party. My favorite, song. my favorite track, Booty Man. Again, terrible song. <laughs> <laughs> Once in a lifetime. He doesn't like the song. He just likes the title. <laughs> I can appreciate a, a track called Booty Man. The thing is, I only know the, the track numbers based on the songs that I played the most because I always go to them. <laughs> yeah, Once in a lifetime, you know what? Like, track one, four, and seven goes like, ah, ah. Because it's like on his like yeah. fourth. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. but, can we, uh, can we, uh, can, can we uh, get back to the serious stuff? Come on, stuff. Yeah, okay. serious stuff. We're come talking on. about Stephen Crowder. That's not serious. Uh, it's, it's serious because it really fucking wound me up. Right, can now. we call? I don't even want to say his name anymore. Can we call him Sir okay. Cuntington? Can we? <laughs> well, yeah, S. Cunt. Right, um, S. Cuntington. Yeah, S. Cuntington um, decided that he would demonstrate how women didn't realize the the threat that men face every day every day by taking his four foot 11 on a good day 18 year old intern (laughs) and saying right what we're going to do is we're going to show the the threat that men feel every day put some boxing gloves on her and then asked her to throw punches at him for 45 seconds Mm mm-hmm and then after those 45 seconds where she didn't land a single punch, even he even stopped and said, no, hit me. And she was going, oh, oh these little powder puff things. He dodged the first 30 <laughs> seconds. I'm like, I, I thought you were taking the hit. He was, yeah. Uh, yeah. He was like, look how double hard I am. Oh, I've got boxing training. And uh, then after, after that, he then put the body pad on his intern and said, right, what I'm going to do. The guy I'm that... Gonna- the guy that goes across the tummy and then like it kind of like sits like right around your belly to protect you from like body shots. That's the like they see you see it in kickboxing for the audio yeah. listeners. And, and what he's saying is, I'm gonna punch you now, but I'm just gonna use my left hand, <laughs> and I'm gonna just use a jab. So if you feel uncomfortable at any time, you can stop. And I'm not thinking. Surely at this point, she <laughs> should stop. If you have to say all of that. <laughs> But she's like, no, no, it's cool. So she puts it on because she's the intern. So she's the unpaid intern. She wants to keep her job. So she wants to get punched by this big six-foot man. So anyway, um, Stephen Crowder proceeds. He's got his gloves on. He jabs her in the stomach. He says, oh, that was about 10%. And she, he goes, are you okay? She goes, yeah, yeah, that's fine. He jabs her again. At, oh, that's about 25%. Are you okay? She goes, yeah, yeah, that's fine. And he jabs her again. He goes, that's about 50%. She says, oh, no, stop, stop. And that was his proof that men face physical violence from women on a daily. That was his scientific research. The man that reenacted the George, George Floyd killing with his producer whilst yep. he was leaning on his back yep. now has produced the fact that men are facing physical violence from women on a daily. We must be scared. We must be terrified of women because we're not allowed to fight back. So he does. his demonstration is to show that if women were to cop one from a man 
they wouldn't try and hit a man. It's because we're so kind. We're so kind that we don't hit you back that you're allowed to do what you like. Absolutely. Just, oh. And yeah, I think I think the worst part of all of that was the fact that he found the tiniest little yep. woman that he could possibly fucking find. And as soon as Wayne sent me this shit, I was at work. He got me all fired up. <laughs> because I was like, I know 10 women who would body bag him in a heartbeat. Yep. You know what? Friend of the show, try that shit on Ike. <laughs> yeah. She, oh my! She try was, it. Try it on Ike. She's five seven, five eight. Try it on Ike. She'd have, it. She, she'd have him in a tri- triple arm yeah, break. But, Jesus Christ! Get somebody from third division women's boxing in Uganda for fuck's sake, and they'll fuck him up. No, but the the, the the thing that frustrates me most is he's picked this tiny little woman, right? Now, if he had picked a woman at least his height or a weight. Or weight again. So there's a reason that they have weight divisions in boxing and UFC and uh, and all that because they're trying to level the playing field to show who is the better fighter. You pick this tiny little woman and then just jab her. Okay, I'm double R. All right. So, so, but 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 his his point was not to show that it was a a fair fight or anything. He it was it was just that uh, if a woman hits a man, uh, the man is not hurt. So for some reason that makes it okay for uh, well a man is in 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 greater jeopardy of being in 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 mm. in uh, being hit by a woman than a woman is by a man. But uh, we also know that it's a single fact that men are more prone to have injuries from a violent encounter with another man. So that's oh! also part of his point. Oh, so he should have. Chosen someone, and, and what you just said perfectly displays the problem with his demonstration. Is I what... was getting to that. I was, yeah, go ahead. I was trying go ahead. to get to that. So, no, sorry. so the, the problem with his demonstration is that men's violent violence against women is of such a nature where you just can't jump around in a boxing ring and think that that's okay. It's also about the psychological parts of it. It's about the restrainment parts of it. Yeah. It's about the containment sure. parts of it. It's uh, it's about the psychology of it. It's yeah. it's everything, right? It's all about so the, it's all you, about the, all about the domineering. I'm yeah. in charge. So if you, as a man, is unable to to grasp the fact that your physical appearance when you do that when you get angry and you do that very manly thing that men do when they get angry and you sort of like, you know, tense up how that mm. might seem like a threat to a woman. If you can't see that, like you, you need to hand in your fucking man card at some point mm. because just your physical appearance can be perceived as a threat when you I'm get sure. angry, when you raise your voice and if you uh, Steven Crowder isn't well as what was it what we call it as Kensington, like that's he's Kensington, not even yeah. able to to see the difference in height and all that and how just being there. 
Just no, being but... in, in her physical presence can be be intimidating and yeah. can be it can create a dangerous scenario. And what like, I don't get is, is what what is it? What is it? What has he actually achieved by doing? I'm, I'm, I'm sitting. Like, that, that's why I sent you guys. He pulled it down while quick. you were filming it, dude. Like, <laughs> they pulled it down. But, that, but that, that's why I had to send it to you guys because I was so fucking enraged. Like this is this is a multi-millionaire getting paid to prove that he's a big man against a five foot eleven fucking well, four foot eleven girl intern yeah. intern. So she's his subordinate anyway. Yeah, there's a power dynamic problem there as well. Yeah, as well, right. So this unpaid intern, what would have happened if she said no to do this experiment? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. We'll get. We'll yeah. get the next one. We'll, but that's, we'll, we'll but just that's... go and get another. But, but that's not the point of the experiment. But the point of the experiment is to try to show that men are more prone to be um, uh, susceptible to 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 violence by women than women are uh, to men. Right. That mm -hmm. is what they're trying to prove. Yeah. He's he's, he's basically trying to say that men are. Uh, um threat to physical violence every single day because of this scenario where he showed um loads of uh, loads four or five clips of men being assaulted by women and the men not fighting back and the women are all smaller and everything so he then reenacts that um dynamic by getting a small woman and, and saying hit me hit the me. men not getting hurt and the men not getting hurt too no, oh, no, no, no. Don't get me wrong. He, don't get me wrong. He, One guy got fucked up. <laughs> no, no. He had his cornea scratched by somebody. Yeah. He should use his fucking boxing moves that he used against the fucking <laughs> eighty-pound intern that he was punching in the tummy. Why didn't you use those moves back then? Oh, it didn't work, did it? So like, I'm, surpri so I'm surprised that he didn't throw her into the into the side of the building, and as she bounced off, picked her up, spine buster, whipped yeah. the elbow pad off. Rock bottom, job yeah. done. So, so Sorry, like, people's elbow. I so, have so no the, idea what you just said, but it does not sound like a good time. So, no. so the thing here is, as a man, I really? have a fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> as a man, I have a responsibility to not only, well, to me, to not only protect people that can't protect themselves, but also make sure that I'm not threatening people on accident. Because the two by, are- by, by accident, by accident. On accident. on accident. No, by accident. Anyway. Oh, fucking linguistical fucking bullshit. But, but, that's, but, that's, but that's part of your job. If you're able to protect people, you have to also, or, or, or scare people off, you have to understand that sometimes you can do that to the people that you're not trying to intimidate. So I have to be conscious of how I do things and how I say things in the, in the manner in which I speak. Like, I yell and scream at you fuckheads because you're fuckheads. But when I'm at work or when I'm talking to my oh, girl... You say the nicest things. <laughs> I, I have to make sure that my volume is correct. My posturing mm. is correct. I'm not standing over the top trying to intimidate people to get them to do things. Because if I have to use that to get them to do it, perhaps my words are not best. Mm. And that's and that's and that's a criticism on myself that I'm not being I'm being intellectually lazy if I feel the need to in, to physically intimidate people into listening to what I have to say and doing what I want to do. 
Uh, absolutely. But there is also, we also have to acknowledge the fact that men are also human and we, yes, we also get angry and sometimes we raise our voices and we do that posturing thing and it's fucking stupid that we do it. But trying to be absolutely fucking, uh, to be conscious about it maybe makes you do it less because we all get angry at times and we say stupid things and we posture in a way and it might be perceived as, as, Oh, over, over yeah. Um, and it might be perceived as 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 threatening. Yes, right. of course you will. Uh, but trying to limit the amount of times that you do this and the times that you you raise your voice or you posture in a threatening way, and try to think about these things. Yes, I think that we need to teach our boys. I know that I should have had more training in that as a kid. Same. Uh, and trying to teach the new generation, our children, yeah. from a young age. Because I'm very aware of it now, but I know that I have not always been aware of how my posture is perceived by the people standing next to me or standing opposite me. Right. And, and, and then it doesn't even have to, like, we're three blokes here as far as men is concerned it needs to be addressed because that that helps with a lot of the bullying shit so then as soon as the female element gets involved that should be an instant huh because, because well let me I, I i skipped over a step when it comes to boys if so, if there's a boy who's 50 50 pounds under you talking shit getting all chirpy don't just walk over there because you're bigger than him and just drive him into the fucking concrete. It's not necessary. You don't have to do it. It's just words. Let it go. Be the bigger person. I'm just going to put that in my notes. <laughs> so then, so then right. let's, say, let's say you guys are the same size and he's talking. He's, he's chirping, chirping. Yeah, whatever. Talk all you want. Be the bigger person. If he's bigger yeah. than you and he's talking, be the bigger person. Now, if someone is smaller than you and they're attacking you, you should restrain. Mm -hmm. if, they're, if they're the same size, you have to defend yourself and restrain. If they're bigger mm -hmm. than you, then you have to defend yourself and you shouldn't attack at all. Mm -hmm. It goes the same with women by and large, except it should be restrain, restrain. God, please let me just try to restrain her before I get my ass whooped. Yeah. But it should be, it should, you shouldn't be looking to finish your opponent. This isn't Sparta. It's, yeah. It's all, it's, it's all about sort of um, subduing that, that interaction instead of escalating it. Yeah. You know, like, you that's, that's, that's really hard in the moment. And I get that. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm it's, not, it's like, and I've fought like, more than I should have restrained for sure. It's, it's, it's like getting one of them fire blankets. You see someone who's on fire and you wrap that blanket around them. You know what I mean, and you're patting it down, and you get that fire out. It's that same sort of mindset that you need to put into that interaction. Because the thing is, we we've all been there. We've all been there. We've lost our heads and lashed out. And as I get older and being a family man, a lot of the things that I used, to, I'm not I'm not proud of the things that I've done in the past. I have been a bit of a hothead back in the day. Same. And I, I may have deployed. Do you get kicked over vocal harmony group or something? 
No, but I may have deployed um, the odd wrestling move in my time. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm secretly proud of this, but I'm not proud of it. A, a kid in my in my school um, insulted my mum, so I suplexed him on the cricket pitch. <laughs> oh, and I mean, Dave, I don't know what that means. Dave, like, simply secular. Dave nailed it. Uh, the, my chat app froze for some reason. I was like, no one said anything. Uh, uh, appropriate response training. That's what that's what needs to happen. Appropriate mm. response. Go on, sir. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. At, at the time, I was like, I just suplex someone. At the same time, I nearly messed his back up for life. Because um, yeah. uh, a suplex, Jartan, is um, where you get someone in a headlock and you grab them by the, the waistband and you flip them back over your head and they land on their back. And because I was the biggest wrestling mark at the time, I was super proud of myself. That I just did the suplex on a kid who insulted my mum. And on reflection, that could have really done him a mischief. Like, could have really messed his back up. Forever. Um, yeah. Um, but at the time, I was like, suplex, geezer. Like, I broke I broke a kid's jaw for calling me the N-word. Probably, mm. probably not a, um appropriate response training moment. Could have mm. let it go. Could have been the bigger man, but I was young and fuck that kid. Yeah, there was there was an there was an episode with my um my mum's husband that I do not want to talk about. <laughs> no, but uh, no, on. <laughs> yeah, um, no, but I I also have like like this one fight moment that I really proud of. Was like this kid who called me a dick and I beat the shit out of him and stole his wheelchair. It was uh, hilarious. Uh... Why, why, is it, why, why is it always you? Why is it always you? Oh, you can take it. Well, me. it looks like we've used up all of our StreamYard minutes this month. That <laughs> was funny. Go on. We're all having a good time, and then Jartan buried us. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, the thing that the th I, I think we have to round it up. Uh, but the thing that I want to say is that yes, uh, the appropriate response training is very nice. But there is also one more thing that you also always have to remember in every encounter that you have with every single person that you have uh, even if you get angry and if you get aggravated it's if somebody yells at you and you yell back it's just going to be a shouting match fuck off trying to calm the situation by talking calmly back even if it's hard yes we all fail in this at times because yes we are human we're full of feelings and we yell back but trying to calm the situation by lowering the volume of the conversation is always a good way to go uh trying to meet people who are aggravated in a low affection kind of way is always a good way to move forward can and can i just interject on that quickly because <laughs> yeah. There's um, a tried and tested technique where it comes to you're trying to de-escalate a problem. Just some on the lips. 
<laughs> but Fight that, me now. That, 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 that can also escalate there. What they're trying to do, they're trying to antagonize you into that row. And you go, it's all right, mate. No, it's fine. And because you're not reacting, they escalate and escalate and escalate. And then because they got to get, they got to turn it up now to get the reaction yeah. out of you because it wasn't working at level five. I got to take it exactly. up 15. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of bouncer training um, where you have to kind of, you have to, you're trying to de escalate someone from um, going to the next level. And when they go to that next level, you then have to do one of two things. Turn your back and shut it, shut it down, or then go up to that next level where they go, oh, shit, this geezer's serious now. So okay. it's uh, a very I'll, fine I'll, line. I'll, I'll, no, I'll, I'll take your four weeks of bouncer training and I'll race you six years of psychiatric studies. No, I'm not. I'm not talking about bouncer. I'm. I'm just saying that that's what you get within bouncer training. Yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm just. I'm just saying. No uh, method is perfect. It will mm. not work a hundred percent of the time. I but have. trying to de-escalate the situation by ha having a de-escalating tone of voice is a better I, than trying to yell over somebody. I have. Anything. I have the perfect solution, and in the show on this, weed. No, 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 no. Uh, weed is, weed uh. is illegal in some places. Um, what you do when someone wants to fight and they're gung-ho on fighting, they're yelling, screaming, and cursing, and they're ready, all you got to do is pull your pants down. I did that, but the bouncer DIY in London, he really was into <laughs> that stuff. It took me a long time to get rid of the guy. Just pull, no. your, pull your pants down and start singing as loud as you can. Mikey, they have Mikey. no way of dealing with that. You have Mikey. just broken them. Mikey, you missed an open goal there. You missed an yeah. open goal. You could have just turned <laughs> yeah. around and said track seven. Oh <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Ben Podcast episode 70. Really? Is that true? Yep. 70. Jesus fucking Christ. I'm getting old. Right. doing after shows. Uh, I am not going to be here for the after show. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, because I've got stuff to do and a long drive to do tomorrow. But mm. I have a bit of a surprise for you next week. Sure you do. But oh. you need to go on Patreon to say that. Jartan's always got a bit of a surprise. Never a big well, surprise. No, no, no. If I do that, I'll, I'll just be like. All right, see you next week, guys. Bye. <laughs> Bye. All right, but this has been the big podcast for Mikey, from Wayne, for me and Shartel, and of course, Brenda, who couldn't be here because she actually is a grown-up and has to go to work. We thank you. We love you. Go to patreon.com slash the big podcast. Put your pledges in. We would really appreciate it. And contrary to what Wayne said, we would still be doing this shit, even if you don't pay us, but we would really like you to do so. Bye. Bye. Cheerio.